Welcome, everybody, to a rare edition of one of the Filibuster Freestyles podcast network series, if you will. It's your buddy, Gavin. We're talking about the Sports Jerks. This is a rare episode of the Sports Jerks from filibusterfreestyle.com. You can go on filibusterfreestyle.com. You can look at many of our different podcast feeds, if you will. One of the ones that we have kind of invented here during COVID-19 is just to kind of compartmentalize some of the sports hot takes that we do to the Sports Jerks feed. And that's Sports with Z, because of course it is. Anyway, outlandish theory, fan fiction, or breaking news, you be the judge. It involves the New York Jets getting sold to Gary Vaynerchuk, a.k.a. Gary V, number one Jets fan and serial entrepreneur. Theme song coming up. I'll explain more on the other side. Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle. All right, so I hope I got your attention on that. I really do. And that, that not the theme song, but what I said beforehand, which is about the Jets. So let's talk about the Jets. The Jets won again. Their second game in a row after going 0-13. They officially are going to get the second pick in the NFL draft. The Jets somehow have had a chip on their shoulder since they blew that game against the Raiders. I'll get into that in a minute. But they have somehow become the first nobody-believes-in-us 2-13 team here down the stretch. And for those who are fans or the management or the ownership who take a more long-term approach than the players or the coaches who clearly just want to win every game they play, the Jets are nobody believed themselves team energy. They did, that, they did that to themselves right out of the first pick. So here's what I'm going to say. The Jets are going to be sold by the Johnson family to a new ownership group, I think, this winter, before next season. And I think that that ownership group will be headed up or include Gary Vaynerchuk, a.k.a. Gary V. Let's talk about why. Besides the fact that Gary V is a huge fan, it really has to come down with these two wins that the Jets just ripped off. All right, they started the season 0-3. They were coming off two straight blowouts in games 2-3. and They played the Denver Broncos tough. They lost by 9, 0-4. They lose by 20 to the Cardinals, by 24 to the Dolphins, only 8 to the Bills they lose by, and then they get stomped by the Chiefs by 26 to go 0-8, just like that. At 0-8, you start thinking, man, half the season's in the books, and guess what? We got real, real danger going over. So something snapped in the Jets, and they really gave the very average New England Patriots all they could handle. The Patriots needed a miracle to beat the Jets by a field goal, which sent the Jets to 0-9. Game 10, they played a below-average but exciting Chargers team, lost by six to the Chargers. The Jets are now 0-10, and now it's getting real. And then... In the Dolphins game, they get stomped by 17 points, 0-11, bringing us to the magical game number 12. Defensive coordinator, bounty gate villain, one of them, Greg Williams, sends the house on a zero blitz when the Jets are playing the Raiders, when all they need to do is not let the Raiders score a touchdown and they win their first game of the season. The Jets essentially lose on a Hail Mary where nobody's back to cover the last guy. Williams gets fired on Monday. 
First take, Greg Williams was the mole. He was the Johnson family's mole. There must have been, in my opinion, some kind of wink, wink, nod, nod, because even though Adam Gase fired Greg Williams, and even though in theory the Jets have responded, and again, we'll get to that with those two wins, Calling a zero blitz in that situation, though they've proved that's something that Greg Williams has done in the past, but in that situation, you're 0 for the season. All you have to do is play a conservative, and you don't, and you get burned. You only do that if there's an agreement or a golden parachute or both with the Allen, sorry, the Allen, geez, Woody Johnson, Woody Allen, ooh. Anyway, (laughs) the Johnson family. Not trying to equate those two people named Woody, by the way, for any reason. Just, it's a slip. And filibuster freestyle. We do it old school. We're not big on editing unless we really need to be. Adam Gates definitely going to get fired. And I think the Johnsons like, looked at Williams and said, listen, make sure we go over and we'll bring you back next year as defensive coordinator under the next coach. Or maybe they even led him to believe he would be the next coach. And who wouldn't want Trevor Lawrence at the number one pick? Something was funny with that situation. Because you got to remember, Gates didn't, they say that he hired Williams, but really I think he was forced to hire Williams. And Williams had complete autonomy on the defensive side of the ball to the point where he called a zero blitz when he was told not to. So anyway, the poor Jets go to 0-12. They should have been 1-11. Game 13, stomped by the Seahawks 4-3. Now again, 0-13, three games left. Something snaps. Kind of like that scene in Pulp Fiction between Butch, the Bruce Willis character, the boxer, and Ving Rams playing Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus tells Butch, who's trying to pay money to throw a boxing match, Marcellus says to Butch, don't let pride mess with you. Pride starts messing with you. And as the buzzer goes off on the coffee machine in the studio, pride mess with the Jets, which is great for the Jets players and great for their coaches because nobody wants to go over. Not good for the ownership group. So the Jets go out there and they win. They somehow beat a Rams team that had just the week before destroyed the very average New England Patriots. They blow their number one pick in the process. But the players, you know, avoid going 0-16. And since they blew the number one pick, because even though they and the Jaguars came into week 16, game 15, with one win each, because of the strength of schedule, all the Jaguars have to do is lose out. And by the way, they did a great job of that against the Bears yesterday to go 1-14. and the Jets basically said, ah, screw it. They've already blown the number one pick. And then they go, and somehow they lose. They don't lose, sorry. They're playing the Browns, who are in a playoff hunt. They're playing the Browns, who if they had won yesterday and the Steelers had lost, would be in the mix to win the AFC North. And somehow the Browns screwed that up. They had some COVID people out, whatever. Or players with COVID that who are out, not COVID people who are out. That makes no sense, right? Just go out and win again. They got a winning streak. They got a by gosh darn honest two game winning streak at two and thirteen. They've knocked out. They basically ruined the Rams' chances of winning the NFC West because the Seahawks won last night by beating the Rams, and they've ruined the the Browns' chances of winning the AFC North. They just beat two teams that are going to come basically in second place. They basically just beat two playoff teams, despite not being able to beat anybody all season long. And here goes. Here we go. If the Johnson family can't have the number one pick and can't get Trevor Lawrence, who, if he works out, will make the Jets relevant 
for the next 10 years, then they don't want to do another decade of owning the team without a sure thing. They have been completely and utterly inept in terms of putting a winning team on the field during their ownership. They've had a few playoff appearances, don't get me wrong, but come on. And so now they've guaranteed that if they can't have they can't have Trevor Lawrence, then why the hell would they want to own the team? And more importantly, if you're going to sell the team to somebody like Gary V, who's going to let you know how much better he's doing than you every day, you might as well not guarantee him Trevor Lawrence as part of the deal. So he can't have Trevor Lawrence either. But we'll sell the team for $3 billion. Thanks for the money, Gary, in your, in your ownership group or whomever. So yeah, this could be historical fan fiction laced with some outlandish projection for the future. But it could also be breaking news because when it comes to the Jets, no matter how far flung the theories are, they'll likely find a way to do something even more inexplicable. But I will say this, there's a flip side to this fan fiction. The Jets get sold to Gary V. The Jaguars and Lawrence, you know, the Jaguars pick Trevor Lawrence. It doesn't work out. Trevor Lawrence isn't the short thing we're all making him out to be. And maybe Gary V's positive thinking and the outside-the-box thinking of that ownership group does help present the culture. And regardless of having Trevor Lawrence, maybe Sam Darnold turns into a real dude, a real dude, the real deal. Or as I just tried to say, the real Darnold. Maybe the Jets win the Super Bowl. Now that the Johnsons aren't around and mishandle it. So if the Jets get sold, I think it's because they won those, those games. I wouldn't be shocked if Gary Fee's involved in some way, shape, or form. I think the Johnsons will feel good about not selling a team that has the rights to Trevor Lawrence. But I also think it might not matter. I think the Jets might be able to win in spite of all that. And I'm not trying to throw shade on the Jaguars or Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor has yet to play a snap in the NFL. And the Jaguars are not far behind the Jets in terms of ineptitude. Yes, the Jaguars also rise to the occasion at times. Heck, Blake Bortles took them within inches of the Super Bowl against the Patriots a few years ago. But where have they been since that? Back in the dumpster, which is where the Jets usually are year two, year three after they rise up and make the playoffs. So either way, interesting to see what happens. Have a happy new year. Oh, and by the way, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast just type in filibuster freestyle to any, any almost podcast network, Spotify, Deezer, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. The list goes on. You can always find us on Instagram and Twitter at filibusterfreestyle. And, of course, you can always find the homepage at filibusterfreestyle.com.